Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show. The podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show. The podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. So welcome to the Burley Gunner Show. What? Scott what? and what? Oshimaida. It's a Burley Gunner Show tonight? Yeah, this is, the, yep, this is the Burley Gunner Show. We were about to record. You called me. You said that this was an emergency. Get on the Zoom meeting now. Why was so this I did. And now this is what you give me. You give me this crap about a bet that my dad, who's probably highly intoxicated right now, made with you and is not going to remember it in the morning. So, yes, welcome to the Burley Gunner Show. You waste my time, I waste yours. 
We're going to talk Browns. We're going to talk NFL playoffs. Again, right here on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, ClevelandSportsFan.com, Apple Podcast, Red Circle. Visit the Cleveland Sports Fan Facebook page. Also go to ClevelandSportsFan.com. We have new merch out. All the things that you Burley Gunner fans want. All the four Chubbs fans. We got what you need here at the ClevelandSportsFan.com. But let's get into it. Thanks for joining a very special uh, show of the Burley Gunner Show. Dude, I have a splinter. Get out of here. You, I asked you, you want to be a part of this? You said no. They called me about a Zoom. Here we are. So get out of here. You don't want to talk about the Browns because you're sad Browns fan. I'm not sad Browns fan. Dude, I love you, Jake. Okay. I love you, Jake. You're hey, li- Listen, this is my show. You will talk when you're appointed. Scott, you can talk freely because you're not intoxicated. Hey, Scoot, when was this, you know, whole bet ordeal brought up? Uh, your dad brought it up about a half hour ago, and uh, I, I just was trying to figure. I couldn't figure out a good punishment. Again, welcome to the Burley Gunner Show right here on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, clevelandsportsfan.com, Apple Podcasts, and Red Circle. We're going to get into the Cleveland Browns analysis. They had their locker room cleanouts, their exit meetings. So here we are right here on the Burley Gunner Show. I'm your host, Burley Gunner, joined by Scoot, joined by Oshimaida. Dr. Dog, Dr. Dog's kind of here, but you literally told me 20 minutes ago you did not want to be a part of the Burley Gunner Show because you're sad, Browns. I was almost sleeping 20 minutes ago. I, and I got a phone call from the owner of the Cleveland Sports <laughs> Fan saying, hey, I need you on the podcast. Listen, listen, listen. Okay. There was no podcast. It was a Zoom meeting. They... Anyway. Boys, let's start back in week number one because if I'm going to digest the, se- the season – I want to take it week by week, and I want to tell you where I think things went wrong. Who agrees Burley needs a haircut? Ooh. Will you get out of here, please? Yeah, after that, yeah, after that last question. <sighs> you think Burley's hair is a little too long? I want you but, to yeah, remove yeah. yourself from my studio. Please. You call mine, too. Please get out of here. But, like, we share. But- <laughs> what is that echoing? I hear it again. What is the echo noise? Is that just me on my end? Do you hear echo? I don't hear <laughs> echo. Oh my gosh, we need to get better internet over here or better equipment. That's well, this is episode number one of season three, and we're still rolling with the same equipment from season one. Yeah, but let's get into we it. We haven't gotten a haircut since season one. Listen to me. Listen to me. <sighs> okay. Oh boy. Oh boy. <clears throat> By the way, great ending to the Alabama Auburn game that I just oh, watched. I loved college it. basketball, a hell of a game. That was a, a, a fun game. To watch. Okay, back it. to week. Hey, Oshimaida, please. Will you? Hey, can you control his panel? Can you mute him till I tell you to unmute him? Oh, I can. Okay, will you do that, please? All right. You can't unmute me. Listen, you, but you can leave. Yeah, I can. <laughs> Oh, Do you guys remember what I said back in week one? I said, we play the Kansas City Chiefs. And actually, week one went exactly how I thought. To be honest with you, the first four games of the season went exactly as planned. I thought we were off to a hot start. 
They lose to the Chiefs in a close game that they were winning, and it seemed as if the Browns should have won. If you go back to preseason, that's exactly how I said I wanted the game to go. The Browns, I thought, needed something to set the tone for the season. They get a lead on the Chiefs. They blow the lead. They feel as if they should have won the game. And here we are. And I noticed the echo stopped as soon as he muted himself. Um, But anyway, they lose to the Chiefs in, I think, a really, really good fashion. It set the tone for the entire season. They come home, the most electrifying Browns home game that I could remember. They're playing the Texans. Who cares? Don't matter. They go in there and they beat the Texans. But there was something that happened in that game that is going to stick throughout the entirety of the schedule. Baker Mayfield threw an interception. And I believe it was the second quarter. And... I'm watching Bake on the field, and I I saw it with my own two eyes, and I knew what was happening before it even happened. He went to go make the tackle. He lowered his shoulder, and boom. He he, he messed up his shoulder, clearly needs surgery because, boom, as soon as the Browns are eliminated from the playoffs, it's been announced. Baker Mayfield will get surgery. He'll be out four to six months. Probably should have already gotten it. But listen, this altered the entirety of the season. Because even though they did start off 4-1, and one, they played the Bears and they played the Vikings. So, of course, or excuse me, 3-1. and one. Of course, you're going to start the season 3-1. and one. So, it kind of went exactly as I, as I wanted it to, minus the injury to Baker Mayfield. They lose to the Chargers on the road, and then they come back home and they lose to the Cardinals. So... That's huge because those were probably the two best teams that they played all season long outside of Green Bay and, I guess, New England. But those two teams are probably the best teams that they played all year long. And they gave up 47 points and they gave up 37 points. And I understand that after the Cardinals game, the defense really stepped up and it turned into a defensive a juggernaut, really. They, they played their best defensive football in the last 20 years. They gave up more than 20 points um, just three times since then, and they none of them were high points, just 21 points, 22 points, 24 points. The, the defense really stepped up. But, again, asterisks right there on the Chargers and Cardinals back-to-back losses. The Chargers game was a shootout. I mean, the offense flourished, but that's because the Chargers' run game is is off. The Cardinals, however, or excuse me, the Broncos, however, come to Cleveland after that. And now this is where it's kind of – this is where another asterisk because there's a coaching asterisk right here for the head coach, Kevin Stefanski. Case Keenum comes in, and he plays – exceptionally well they win the ball game thursday night football 17 14 i'm I'm at that game i was at most browns home games this year um electrifying stadium everybody was it was involved in the game it was beautiful beautiful sight browns football meant something and you got this guy just in case to lead your team to a victory i think right then and there there was a coaching change that also altered the season so again asterisks on houston Asterisks on the back-to-back losses against Arizona and L.A. 
And then you move to now the Broncos game where Case Keenum gets the win. Baker Mayfield comes back the very next week and loses to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I personally believe that Case Keenum wins that ball game against Pittsburgh Steelers. They lost 15 to 10. I think I, I, and I'm not blaming Baker because I get Jarvis Landry is pretty much the main reason they lost that game in the fourth quarter. But again, I don't think that they would necessarily have been in that situation if Case Keenum was playing, playing quarterback. They roll the Bengals, they get rolled by New England. So that was a, another game where they just absolutely got torched. They gave up 45 points. So, Keep that in mind. We're going to group that with the Cardinals and with the Chargers. And this is a whole dissection of the Cleveland Browns season, and I'm going to tell you exactly what went wrong here in a couple of moments. Let's finish it up. They beat the Lions. They lose to Baltimore. Now, this was a se also season-altering because it was kind of a feel like we have to beat Baltimore to go into the bye to then sweep Baltimore and possibly go out and, and win the rest of our ballgames. And that would have put us in a good situation, too. Even had we lost to the Packers on Christmas Day, I mean, it is what it is. They probably would have made it if they would have beaten Baltimore the first game. Baker Mayfield goes down, tries to win the game, ends up throwing an interception. We all know how. They're in these games, though. They beat the Ravens, and then they lose on Monday Night Football. It wasn't really Monday Night Football. It was pushed back because of COVID. And everything really just kind of went to shit from there because the, the Raiders just absolutely crushed us. And I've talked about it on the Burley Gunner show. It was, it, it was absolutely um, probably the worst experience I've ever had. It, it was up there with the – World Series loss in Cleveland. It, it honestly was that that game was up there, just like being up there. And I would compare it to being up there for Game Six of the World Series, not so much Game Seven because you still had hope, you still had life. But it, I compare it to Game Six of the World Series in Cleveland, and they lose that game, and it was just crushing. And I think that just took a toll on the season. And now I, I understand that there were scenarios that they still could have been in. I was preaching them all on every social media platform that I have. Um, listen, they didn't get the job done against the Packers. And I think that's Baker's fault because of simply we'll go back to it. Asterisks on this. We'll group this back to the Houston game. So we'll put the Packers game group that with the Houston game. We're almost done here. They go to uh, Monday night football by now. Cincinnati already wrapped up the division and this game really doesn't matter. They showed some sort of heart, but they didn't execute very well at all against Pittsburgh, uh, another game that I was at, and it was just absolutely um, – I mean, it wasn't really heartbreaking because it, it didn't really mean anything. And for some sick, twisted, oddly uh, disgusting reason, I was kind of happy for Big Ben. I wanted to puke. Um And then they come and beat the Cincinnati Bengals B team to wrap up the season. And – that's just where we're at. So they finished third in the division. Baltimore finishes last. The Browns won eight games. They lost nine, so they did not take advantage of the extra game. Obviously, they lost that one, but here's where it all started. We, group, we go back to the Houston game, and that's what this whole entire season meant, and this is exactly why I can't get on Baker Mayfield, and I can't 
I can't shove him out of town. I don't want to shove him out of town. I know when we drafted him, I said I hated the pick. He's not an AFC North quarterback. He stands at six foot one. He's not, you know, I get everything. But I've also explained that I think Baker Mayfield has done what he needs to kind of, he just, he we owe it to him. I think the Browns owe it to Baker Mayfield to give him one more season. That being said, his injury is the reason the Browns won eight games this year. That's the reason. And then I'm going to go back to the whole coaching thing, Kevin Stefanski. Kevin Stefanski, there was two things, the play calling and the fact that he let Baker Mayfield play. I'm not going to sit here and complain so much about the play calling. I know that's the talk around the town, and I understand that's why everybody wants to blame Kevin Stefanski for horrible play calling. Listen, I watched Baker Mayfield and Kevin Stefanski flourish, absolutely flourish uh, in 2020, just one year ago when Baker Mayfield was healthy and didn't have a, didn't have a, a, a sling strapped to his chest, okay? So I understand to be – I'm just trying to marinate this whole entire thing. I'm not making excuses, it, it, but it is what it is. I Okay, you know what? The hell with it. I am making excuses, but they're facts. These are the facts. Baker Mayfield was hurt. Should he not have played after the Denver game? Probably the schedule was pretty favorable. If you go back and look at it, if he beats um, the Steelers, then you're asking Case Keenum to go out and beat the Lions, and you're asking him to beat the Bengals. I, I, I they probably would lose to the Patriots regardless. They could have had him back for the Baltimore game. It it, it, should, it was mismanagement more so bad play calling. I think the play calling was has to do with the limitations of Baker's injury. They go hand in hand. You can't tell me, and you're not going to convince me, that Kevin Stefanski, unless he just simply tried to outsmart everybody this year and it didn't work, you're not going to convince me that 2020 Coach of the Year in his first ever year as a, as a head coach, rookie head coach, took the Browns to a playoff game, won the playoff game against the Steelers, and was 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 superior to any coach he went up against to one thing, and that's play calling. You're not going to convince me that he's all of a sudden a bad play caller and that he needs to hand over the offensive coordinator or hand off the plays to offensive coordinator uh, AVP. You just, you're not going to convince that to me. His play calling was stressful because of Baker's limitations. That's what this is. And if you really want to get technical, the Browns were a couple of first downs, a couple of interceptions away from being a 10-win ball team instead of an 8-win ball team. And they would be in the playoffs, and they would, have, they would have won the AFC North, okay? I'm letting this marinate. This is my idea of the Browns. I know this is going to turn heads. I know you boys are looking at me like I'm crazy. But if the Browns ran it back with the same exact roster and the same exact coaching staff without drafting anybody, without adding anybody in free agency, without cutting anybody, 
I would feel comfortable next year going into it with a healthy Baker Mayfield because you are, again, you're not going to convince me that 2020 was a fluke. The Browns did not squeak by and win a lot of close games. The Browns won a lot of games convincingly. They went out and took leads. And that's going to I'm now I'm going to alter. I'm going to give you guys a chance to to kind of rebuttal me and tell me, you know, what you think about what I've said. But this alters over to I'm going to start talking about uh, the defensive coordinator, Joe Woods, here in a sec. Did, do we ever get a chance to talk? This is the Burley Gunner show. OK, the Burley Gunner show is is a solo show. Right. Here you well, are. You're welcome to speak. I'm glad you're here and I'm glad that you were able to be here with me. But again, do you have anything else? I, I just want your remarks on what I had to say. Thanks, Scoot, for sitting there. So, so nice and and, and jolly. Really, a you're really a you're really great company. I can't can't speak any anything else other than that. Oshimaida, please, what would you like to tell me? Oshimaida. Well, I would probably agree with about 80% of what he said, but the problem is, is that I look at it differently and I see that, you know, you look at the Browns and, 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 and their wins and losses are eight and nine. And there were games against big teams, Kansas City and the Chargers. They had big leads and, and didn't know how to finish because I don't think they know how to finish games because I don't think they're experienced enough to finish games. So I, I believe Baker Mayfield coming back off the surgery – I would not re I would not sign him to a long-term deal. I would keep him and I would say that at the end of the day that you know they're they're going to bring people in and and, and people are going to leave via free agency and draft a wide receiver and I would like to see what would happen after that. I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, who's the blame and who's not the blame. Because I think it's both. I think Stefanski has Scoot. Just hey, Scoot. As, Scoot. Much, as much blame as Baker does. Scoot, hey Scoot, uh, yeah. remind. I'm gonna have to remind you after the show to change um, the Burley Gunner show from rated PG to now rated probably somewhere along the R lines of X, possibly rated R, maybe. And also, you're gonna have to remind me to never have Oshimaida come on the Burley Gunner show at 11:45 at night. I didn't. I did not ask to be on it. I understand. Osh, it, thank you for your remarks. I appreciate you. Oshi might have. This is all my fault. I, I How do long apologize. Is he? No, you're fine. I. This is a great season opener, season three of the Burley Gunner show. This is a great way to do it. We'll never do it again. But this is a perfect way to. This is a perfect way to start. 
again, Oshimaida, thank you. I understand normally when you when you are uh, recording, it's no, you know, not 11:45 at night. So I respect what you are doing. That's totally fine, and I'm sure our listeners uh, uh, respect it too. Well, and the Cleveland sports fan show is unfiltered, so that is yes there 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 is a difference between that and the burley gunner show now with what you said i enjoyed everything that you said i don't believe what you said because i look at the very first game of the season kansas city versus cleveland browns this was a game that baker mayfield had the chance to win and didn't pull the win off he wasn't hurt this game He was 100%. He had the opportunity to win that game. And it didn't happen. Now, when was it that he tore his labrum? Was, was that the Houston game? So, yeah. So that's my, that's my next point to actually counter you right there. If you notice other than the chargers game in the, in the first time they played the Bengals, that was the Browns highest scoring game against the Kansas city chiefs. They put up 29 points. Correct. So, so I think it's worth talking about that the following week is when he tore his labrum in his shoulder, and a couple weeks later is when he had his heel injury. Imagine having a heel spur on your planning foot when you're throwing. I, I, I agree to disagree. Sorry. All right. That's that's I. I have watched Baker Mayfield for four years. I've enjoyed him as a quarterback. I gave him the first year as a bye because he didn't have a coach. I gave him the second year as a bye because he didn't have a coach. The third year, he played great. I said at the beginning of the season, this is his sophomore year. Yes, he got hurt. If he was hurt so bad that he couldn't play, he should have taken himself out of the game. Hmm. Hmm. You got to think of your team before you think of yourself. Let's see if you agree with um, my next point. So I grouped the Chargers game and the Cardinals game together. Mm-hmm. So I made a statement on our on our show on Monday. The Cleveland Browns need to let go of Joe Woods, and that needs to be their only coaching change, I believe, unless someone else just takes a job elsewhere. Um, but I think Joe Woods probably should go because this is a championship level defense. The talent on the roster is. I mean, it's a Super Bowl defense, I think. The the pass rush is there. They have the DBs. They have the safeties. The I mean, the linebacking core is probably the weakest part, but they drafted JOK, who is probably the rookie of the year um, for the Cleveland Browns. Not, not rookie of the year of the NFL, but as the Browns, top rookie as a linebacker and that's your weakest part of your defense I think that's a good sign Joe Woods does not bring enough pressure there's no reason why Miles Garrett did not have more sacks than TJ Watt 
simply not just because I'm not not trying to argue that Miles Garrett is better than TJ Watt. The thing is, Miles Garrett was being double, triple teamed. I mean, TJ that's TJ Watt wasn't dealing with what Miles Garrett was was dealing with. Miles Garrett's being held on every single play. So the fact of the matter is, it's not so much the fact that he didn't have as many sacks as TJ Watt. I mean, you would – I mean, granted, Jadavion Clowney had nine sacks, but you would think that Jadavion Clowney should have probably had more sacks than that. There's not enough pressure. The defensive backs and the safeties are good enough to hold their own, and there's not enough pressure coming. That is just a, a simple fact. And the reason I grouped the Cardinals game and the Chargers game together is simply because it's almost as if – the defense plays really, really, really well when the Browns take a lead. And when the and when the Browns defense is superior to the offense. So essentially what I'm saying is when they go up against bad teams and, and, and not elite offenses, then they flourish and they, they do very well and they don't give up any points. They have like nine and a half sacks against the freaking Bears back in week three. Listen. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a coincidence that the Browns' defense loses the game against the better opponents. So you can say what you want about the offense. You can say what you want about the offense losing the game to the Steelers. You can say what you want about the offense not putting up points against the Patriots. The defense gave up 45 points to the Patriots. So that's another point. It just seems as if, if they have the edge, they have the edge. And they're just better, and they're going to outplay you. But if there's any sort of pushback, any sort of fight, there's no, there's just no adjustments being made by the defensive coordinator. It's there's just none. There's no adjustments, and there's no pressure. I think everyone on the coaching staff should come back, besides Joe Woods. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to jump in here and. Uh... I I I 100% agree with you on on getting rid of Joe Woods. I've I've made it clear about the 12 men on the field three times in two games being a very huge bone of contention with me. But what I've noticed with Joe Woods is that he strays off and tries what what do you call it? Interesting, intricate defensive plays. And it bites him in the butt. The minute that he comes back to the game plan that he started the season with, his defense looks good. But he's too inconsistent of a coach to pull off a Super Bowl win. I just don't think that uh he he's I don't think he's the defensive coordinator that that Cleveland needs. Okay. So we can agree on that. Mm-hmm. Here's my next point that I would like to make. Again, this is a long process. This is this has been marinating in my mind for two weeks ever since Cincinnati won the division. The season was over in my mind. I wasn't even excited to go to Pittsburgh. So the 
the Cleveland Browns had seven players, seven, on the whole team, play all 18 games. Seven. That's not even enough to fill up one side of the ball. They had the, what I was calling at the beginning of the season, the greatest offensive line in the last decade of the NFL. In the last decade of the NFL, this was the best offensive line that I had seen put together. Do you want to know how many games all five offensive linemen played together? One. Sure. One. It happened once in week one. Well, that makes sense because uh, uh, if you noticed, defense or offenses were – or, I mean, defenses were able to break through our offensive line throughout the year in different places. Uh, I will give credit to guys like Blake Hance, you know, and, and Joe Batonio, who stepped up and, and went from – he's an all-pro left guard, not left tackle, and he went and stepped in and played left tackle. The offensive line wasn't great, but it, it, it's worth mentioning. It's worth mentioning. The, the other thing – Andrew Barry said in his um, exit presser, I'm sure you listened to it. Very um, interesting presser. It, it, not really. It's, I mean, it's Andrew. I'm not going to say anything, Barry. So it, it's, it really went exactly the way that I thought it would go. There was a lot of questions asked. There was a lot of questions avoided. It is what it is. Um, people are making a big, a, a big deal about, you know, he said that Baker's our future it, or not. He didn't say that. Actually, he said Baker's he wants Baker to be the quarterback next year. But he also said that he wanted Odell to be on the team and a week later. He caught him. So not even traded, caught him. So back to the back to the presser. There was one thing that I took away um, like really strongly about all these injuries. They he said that. There was, because of COVID, now this has been going on for about two years, but because of COVID, they had to maneuver and they had to whittle out some things that they normally do in their facilities, such as bringing the outsiders in to do the yogas and all of the all of that kind of stuff. He kept talking about, you're going to have to go pull it up and listen to it yourself. There's so many uh, big words that are too big for me. Um, soft tissue structure. Um, they wanted to audit um, the injury process. And there's things that they haven't been able to do because of COVID. But my only thing is other teams are not having the same problems as the Browns. There are teams that are having injury problems, but there's not a team in the league that had seven players play all 18 games. Well, they only had seven players play all team all 18 games. They had the Cleveland Browns had had the offensive line. They played together one time. That was the same. That was the, the the on the depth chart from the preseason. That group played together one time. Mm -hmm. Our our outstanding wide receiver group that we had at the beginning of the season with Odell and Jarvis and Higgins and Donovan Peoples-Jones. Do you know how many times that those four players were on the field together? Once. Do you, know, do you know how many times Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt were on the field together? 
about three times. What what I kind of got out of that presser this this afternoon was, first off, we we've got to quit wussifying people. Um, you can make it through a football season without doing yoga. You can make it through a season without soft tissue massages being done. Um, I understand that it feels great and all that, but you can still make it through a season. No other team is having this issue. It was a bunch of excuses after excuse after excuse. Where I, What I am looking at is the fact that we had a lot of people that were hurt throughout the year. This comes down to poor conditioning, which still comes down on your coaching staff. Analytics. I understand the analytics part. You analytics. Can't, you can't base your football team off of analytics. If you do, you're going to Analytic. lose people. Analytics. Somebody's going to get hurt. Analytics. Analytics say you don't condition as much as you're supposed to. I understand what analytics say. I, I'm i agreeing with you on this one. I, I totally and I'm, I'm with you. I thought it was BS because you can't tell me that the trainers and the medical staff that you have inside the facility can't facilitate the things that the outsiders were doing. But then again, why are they bringing out the, the, the outsiders? Probably just because their insiders have too much on their hands, too much on their plate. I don't know, but I thought it was BS, and the, you're, you're absolutely right. There's guys on the team that never stay healthy. You're, you, you talk about Denzel Ward all the time. I heard something about $19 million going to Denzel Ward per, per year, per year. That can't happen. That absolutely cannot happen. But this was He's been in the Cleveland Browns organization for four years, and this was the first year that he played an entire season. I'll tell you what, he played a hell of a season, though. He played. No, he missed a game. Well, hold on. He missed a game, but he was still active and was able to go in, did not go sure. in. Sure, 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 sure. He so, did it. He balled to, out. He, to me, I could make an argument that he had a better season than Miles Garrett. This, the, this was Denzel, Denzel Ward's best year. Yeah, but we can't pay him no $19 million. Um, I can't pay anyone that's only been on the field, you know, 13 games up until this year. 13 games was the max that he he's done in a season here before this year. Uh, I, I agree with you. He's He was phenomenal this year. He was I, I said all last year, Denzel Ward needs to learn how to tackle. Well, guess what? He learned how to tackle this year. He was a force that people had to reckon with, and and that's great. Is he worth $19 million a year? Nope. No. Nope. 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 Can't can't pay him that. Can't pay him that. All right. Listen, we'll get we'll get more back uh, into the Browns offseason, obviously, every week here on the Burley Gunner Show. Um, can I get off of this now? You finally? can leave when you want. Well, I haven't been able to talk, so Well, because you're because you you're doing ex you're doing some extracurricular activities right now involving 
what would what would be a amazing sponsor for the Burley Gunner show, let me tell you. But you're yeah, well that's your opinion and that's fine. Good night, Oshimida. You can you can leave now. We'll see you on the on the uh, on the show Monday, all right? Hello? Are you there? Okay. That about wraps it up for the Browns. I know I, I that was probably like a 30-minute Browns spiel. I promise week by week the Browns talk will go down more but more each week. Um, I'm still marinating it. I have my top five things that I think the Browns should do in the offseason. We're going to get into that next week. Again, I, I – some things may may change. I did I did say on um, the the show on the Cleveland Sports Fan um, on Monday my five things that I would do, but th- things might change. I'm hearing things. I'm trying to piece things together. I'm trying to look at salary cap. I'm trying to figure out what makes sense because obviously. I do want some changes. I know I said I'd be comfortable with the same team running everything back, but I, I think there are moves that need to be made, um, such as, you know, give, give, give you one, re-signing Jadavion Clowney. Um, I keep going back and forth on the whole Jarvis Landry thing. I, I initially said, well, we got to keep him because he's the heart and soul of the locker room. And then I said, you know what? We really can't pay him $15 million. We'll get into that next week. Um, well, I, wanna do I don't next. think he's going to be $50 million. Listen, I, 15, 15, sorry, uh, excuse me, 15. I don't think he's going to be 15. Sure, listen. Um, let's swap over now to uh, the NFL playoffs because right now on the Burley Gunner Show, I'm going to predict the entirety of the NFL playoffs. Playoffs? The Titans get the one seed in the AFC. The Packers get the one seed in the NFC. Uh, the Browns are not featured in this bracket whatsoever. Uh, I don't know if you knew that, uh, but they will not be playing this weekend. The Kansas City Chiefs. So you got to stay with me on this one because things, the way the NFL playoff bracket works, it's not like a normal bracket. Um, it goes by seeding and stuff like that. So the Titans don't necessarily know who they they, they could play uh, a multiple of teams. They could play New England. They could play you know the Steelers. They could play you know the Bengals, the Raiders. They they really could play anyone but the Chiefs and the Bills as of right now. The Chiefs are going to beat the Steelers. It will be a close game. It's not going to be a blowout. Mike Tomlin's too good of a coach to get blown out by the same team twice in one season. He, ben Roethlisberger is probably going to – this is probably going to be his last game, although he still has not said anything about that. And what he said before – or after the Browns game – or after the Baltimore game last week, excuse me, kind of made me, like, lead to believe that he might not be done anyway. Uh, and then the whole Antonio Brown thing happened where he posted a video. I get he's whacked out of his mind and, and probably doesn't even know what he's talking about, but that's worth mentioning. So the Steelers are going to lose this game, but they're going to make it close because they're going to probably try to hold the ball a lot and use Najee Harris and run the ball and little dink and dunks and control the clock and control their tempo and play Steeler football. The defense is going to step up, and I think that the Chiefs win a close game. Um, New England's beating Buffalo. That's all that I have to say about it. 
Um, there's no explanation behind it. I think you can figure it out. Maybe am I being a square by saying this? Sure, maybe I am. Uh, but New England's going to be Buffalo simply because Bill Belichick owns the Bills, and this is the third time that he's going to meet the Bills. And I don't know that Bill Belichick's ever lost to a team that he's played for a third time in a season. So that would make uh, the Patriots the opponent for the Tennessee Titans because they would be the higher seed that is re left regardless of the winner of the Bengals and Raiders. And the Bengals Raiders, the winner of that game, will play the Kansas City Chiefs. Now listen, I at first thought, you know, this is going to be a Raiders upset. The Raiders are going to go to Cincinnati and they're going to upset it. And then I thought, what did I just say? The Raiders are going to go to Cincinnati and upset? I don't think so. The Raiders didn't play very good uh, against Cleveland. The, they, they beat them on a last-second uh, game-winning field goal. And the reason I mentioned Cleveland is because it's the same type of weather that you're going to be getting in Cincinnati. They didn't play that well. I mean, it wasn't a, 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 an impressive Raiders win. It was – against Nick Mullins and a, a game-winning field goal as time expired, literally. So for them to go and play Cincinnati in the playoffs, this is – I mean, that place, the jungle, is going to be roaring. I mean, I could only imagine how that place is going to be. I, this is the last time that the Bengals won a home game. You couldn't text. You couldn't send a text message. You literally couldn't. The text messages didn't come out until 1992. The last time the Bengals won a home playoff game was 1991. So you, 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 I'm sorry. I just think that, and the thing, the, the way you beat the Bengals is you have to have a pass rush. You have to have an elite pass rush because you need to get by the, the horrible offensive line of Cincinnati before Joe Burrow can find his receivers that he has. And I don't think that the Raiders necessarily have that. I see a shootout, and I see the Bengals to win this one, and they're going to go and move on to play the Chiefs. So the AFC uh, semifinals, you would have the, um, the Titans versus the Patriots, and you would have the Chiefs versus the Bengals, which would be a rematch. You see where I'm going with this. But let's skip over to the NFC. The Bucs are not going to lose to the Eagles. That's just not going to happen. Um, no explanation needed. T Tampa Bay, they're just simply not going to lose to Philly. Um, the next two games are sexy. Now, these two games are probably the best games uh, in the playoff of the first round of wild card weekend. The Dallas Cowboys going to, uh, up against the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers all season long, I said, listen, this team is not – I mean, this team is really, really good. They are essentially the Browns. If you put uh, an elite quarterback, they're going to win the Super Bowl. Jimmy G's not an elite quarterback. This game's going to be in Dallas. I think the 49ers give them fits. I would not be shocked at all if the 49ers came out and beat Dallas, but I think Dallas wins a close one and they move on, and that gives us one last game for Wild Card Weekend before we move on to the next round, the divisional round, the Rams versus the Cardinals. Listen, I said it all. I said it in the preseason, and I talked about the Cardinals all year long. I said this team's the dark horse, and they were, but this is where it comes to an end. And, I, yes, I understand that I predicted the Cardinals to have a better season than the Rams. I'm human. 
I watched 18 weeks of football. I watched the Rams. I watched the Cardinals. And 18 weeks ago, I would have told you the Cardinals are going to win this game. If you had told me that the Cardinals Rams are going to meet in the wild card round, I would have told you that the Rams were going to lose and the Cardinals are going to win. After 18 weeks of football, I'm telling you, the Rams are going to beat the Cardinals in L.A., and that would make a simple matchup of Rams versus Packers, and you would get a rematch of week one to kick off the NFL season. It would be the Bucks versus the Cowboys. Let's go back to the AFC. Do you have any problem with anything that I've said so far? I know we made our picks on our show. Do you have any? Do you have anything that you'd like to say? No, you're dead on. Thank you. I think so. I, I think this is going to go absolutely. It wasn't as until you get to the second round that I think you and I have some disagreements. <laughs> but yes. So the Titans are going to play the Patriots and the Chiefs are going to play the Bengals. Let me nip this in the butt right now. The Bengals are not going to beat the Chiefs again. They got absolutely lucky that they beat the Chiefs in the first place. Did you watch the goal line scenario that happened in that game? Did you see that? Ooh, I yes. was. My TV's broken because of it. Um, so... They're not going to beat the Chiefs. I'm going to nip that in the butt right now. Okay. Now, the Titans against the Patriots is interesting because this is going to be Derrick Henry's first game back. Going up against the greatest coach of all time. Yep. So, I could see Coach Vrabel trying to maybe outsmart Bill Belichick, maybe thinking, you know, this is going to be run heavy and they – try to throw Tannehill for, you know, 400 yards or something. I just don't see it. And you might say I'm a square, but I'm going to take New England to beat the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, buddy. And that's where we disagree, I'm sure. No, that's it. That's, so, I thought you were going to take Tennessee because uh, it is Derrick Henry's first game back. But. Nope. Players are not that good on their first game back. No, and, not uh, especially not a playoff game. But you know what? I wouldn't rule out the tractor to to pop off for two or three touchdowns. I just think, I, you know. I think it's going to be a close game. But I think it's Bill Belichick, I, I, I'll, I'm putting my money on Bill Belichick to make it through that game. So the AFC Championship game, I have the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the New England Patriots. And then we'll go back to the NFC. The Green Bay Packers would go up against the Dallas Cowboys, or excuse me, the, the Los Angeles Rams. And, you know, they're going to beat them. They're going to beat them. Aaron Rodgers is on a mission. I don't see him losing to the Rams. Um, Aaron Rodgers owned Matthew Stafford throughout the entirety of his career when he was in Detroit. I don't see him having any problems here in the playoffs at home. Um, they're going to beat the Rams. So they move on to the NFC Championship game. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers will do what they did in week one, and they will beat the Dallas Cowboys simply because the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC Championship game just doesn't make sense. Um, so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so, so basically what you're saying – is now we've got Green Bay going up against the Bucks, 
It's going to be a rematch from last year in Lambeau Field, and I'm going to start with the NFC, and I might shock some people. I might not shock some people. If you listen to the Burley Gunner Show weekly, this isn't going to be a shock to you, but I'm going to take Tampa Bay to win that game again at Lambeau Field. This is going to be a game where – the storyline is going to be Aaron Rodgers is going to look to avenge his loss in last year's conference championship game at home to Tom Brady. And you know what? It ain't going to happen. They're going to, he's going to lose again. And Aaron Rodgers is going to depart into the AFC, whether he goes to the Browns or wherever we'll talk about it. I'm sure in the off season, but right now it's not Aaron Rodgers' off season. I'm picking Tom Brady to do it again and go to the Super Bowl. That leaves me with Kansas city versus new England. And I know what you think I'm going to say. This is where the luck runs out for new England. Here come the chiefs. It's going to be Tom Brady versus Mahomes, the goat versus baby goat. Wrong. I said this back in, I believe, week nine or ten. I'm on board with the whole Tom Brady versus Bill Belichick Super Bowl. And, Scott, I think we're going to get it. I'm picking New New England to go to the Super Bowl and beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Man, I was with you all along, uh, right up until, right up until you said the silly thing about about Aaron Rodgers losing. Um, I I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna go all the way. Um, as far as the Patriots versus Kansas City, while analytics would tell you Kansas City is going to win that game, I have this belief that Bill Belichick is the best coach in the world. So unfortunately, I think it's going to be Green Bay versus New England. Do do we I, agree with New what England? do I want to see? I want to see Tom Brady go up against his old coach. I want to see which guy is better. You know what? Now that I think about it, because I, I normally do that. I normally predict how I think the playoffs are going to go, and then I will tell you what I would like to have happen. And to be honest with you, I think that's exactly what I would want to have happen. I'm with you. I would – and I I believe it. I truthfully do. I truthfully think that New England's going to get to the Super Bowl and they're going to go up against Tom Brady, and Tom Brady is just going to be too much. The Bucks are going to reign again. Tom Brady with number eight. He needs one more after eight. He needs two more Super Bowls to have a ring on every single finger. He's married, so that counts as one. That's a that is a fabulous fantasy. I still believe that the game will be New England versus Green Bay. And Aaron Rodgers will pull off his last win in Lambeau Field. I just, I, I, I don't, I don't see it. I'm, I'm really, I get it. I understand the whole avenge thing, and I just don't see it happening. 
I just don't. I I think I think Tom Brady's a better quarterback, but I think Aaron Rodgers has more weapons around him. Scoot, thanks for being on. Anything that you'd like to say to the Gunner gang? Anything that you would like to uh, shout yourself out? Any social medias that you have? No, I'm doing fine. Doing just fine. Doing just fine. Looking forward to seeing your dad jump into Lake Erie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well... This was a great time. I appreciate you coming on again. Um, maybe, maybe I'll have you on the Burley Gunner show occasionally. But the the, the three of us on, the, I think the Monday show is enough. I can't, and I normally record late at night, so I I, I can't have him on the show if he's if it's going to be late. Again, go to the ClevelandSportsFan.com. Check that out. Go to the Cleveland Sports Fan Facebook page. He's Scoot. Thanks for joining. I'm your host, Burley Gunner. I'll be back next Wednesday right here on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, clevelandsportsfan.com, Apple Podcast, and Red Circle. Until then, dog check. Yeah, you're right. I'm still doing it. You're not going to get me to stop. Stop.